your side. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Sports Station 106.3 KXNO, Vinny Iyer from the Sporting News toward the bottom of the hour. Well, timing is everything, and this certainly works out well for us with moving up Cappy from his normal spot on Wednesday due to the short work week to today. There's rumors flying around the Windy City that Matt Nagy is going to be out. Uh, David, I should mention this as well, Trent, a very tanned David Kaplan. Yes. If you watch the post-game show after the Bears uh, the other day on uh, Sunday on NBC Sports Chicago, you saw the capper, a white cap, uh, uh, you tan, man. You look good. I appreciate that. It was an awesome, awesome trip. Uh, I spoke to you guys while I was standing in the pool. <laughs> It was 85 degrees and sunny, and I knew when I came back, all right, here we go, game on, because I knew the Bears were going to have their problems with all the injuries. And then comes this report from Mark Conkle this morning, and for people listening who go, who? So Mark is not a sports guy. He is a Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist. Hmm. He's not a goofy entertainer like the three of us. Like This dude's like a serious journalist and doesn't cover sports. And he said, I have a high-level source, and I believe this is going to happen. His quote was on our show, I'm pretty confident this is accurate. So I just don't think he would put himself out there. Again, this isn't some dude with a blog. Mm -hmm. This is a Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist. I just don't believe he would put himself out there like this and then have it all fall apart. But maybe we'll be wrong. Matt is supposed to meet the media in like 40 minutes. And <laughs> would I be shocked if they canceled his media session? That'd be awfully telling. He's not supposed to talk to the media tomorrow because they're traveling to Detroit. Mm-hmm. And then the game is Thursday. So we don't have a lot of time to waste here or to wait. But I can't believe this guy's inaccurate. Well, Cap, it's certainly interesting. You know, on the surface, and I'm glad you shed some light on on uh, Mr. Conkle and, and the fact that he's won a Pulitzer and he's not a sports guy, and this is a guy, obviously, who's very well-respected outside of the world of sports. Um, and I do agree with what you're saying. He wouldn't put this out there uh, just to get the ridicule coming his way if he doesn't believe it to be accurate. It's just the timing, Cap, that struck me is to if it's going to happen Friday, why let him coach on Thursday? Four days before he's supposed to coach, or three days, I guess, he gets the word that he's going to be canned after. It just normally it's not done like this. Cap is it was is how I look at it. Not saying that the Bears follow the playbook or if there is one on how to get rid of a coach, but just timing wise, when you first heard it, what was your first reaction? Why is he coaching Thursday? Yeah. But then I put my coach hat on because I did that job. I know. And I thought, all right, hold on a second. It's a short week. It's if you fire him, it's a blank show. It's every media person calling every player they have a cell phone number for. 
you got every analyst going, oh, my God, they fired Matt. Now who's coaching? It's Tabor. Who's handling this? It's just they're going to pay him for another year. He's got another year left on his deal. He makes north of $5 million. There's no tag days for him. Right. But maybe – and I'll, I'll give you in a couple examples. Jim Fossil, the late Jim Fossil, may he rest in peace, of the Giants, he was told before the season ended in 03, I believe, you're not coming back. And it leaked out, and he addressed it. And then he finished out the last two or games or three games, whatever it was. Uh, John Fox in Carolina had been told, you're not coming back. That leaked out. He finished the season. Jim Hendry, in a different sport, was told, this is an unbelievable story. I'm working at Wrigley. The, The game is long over, and I'm there trying to get an interview with somebody. I can't remember who it was. This is 2011, and it's June. I get a tip. That's what I do. I drive over there, and I am hunting around Wrigley trying to have nobody see me, but I want to get this interview, this story. I'm getting... And a security guy sees me and says, Cap, what are you doing here? I said, Doc, I'm working on this interview. I'm trying to put this thing here. He's like, well, I got a bigger story for you. What's that? <laughs> Jim Hendry's inside right now with Ricketts. They're firing him. Wow. Excuse me? Jim Hendry is in there. He's getting fired. So I start furiously making calls. I get a hold of somebody. He says, it's accurate, but we're not going to release it to the media till August. Jim is going to stay on because he has the contacts with the agents. We had just had the amateur draft, and Jim has the ability to get these guys signed. So Jim being a first-class dude that he is, Jim did not tell a soul. Nobody knew, and he got Javi Baez and Dan Vogelbach and Dylan Maples and all these guys in that heralded draft class in 2011. He got them signed by the deadline, which was like August 1st or July 31st. And then three or four days later, they announced Jim Hendry is fired. And he had been fired since June, but he kept doing the job. So maybe that's what Matt's thinking. Hmm. So we put all this together. And the question that I come back to is, why now? We're not talking college football where you're worried about recruiting. What changed? Was it giving up the lead in the fourth quarter against the Ravens? Is it the culmination of the losing streak that they're on? An organization that has never done this before, why now? Why do this to Matt Nagy at this point? Because it's becoming a blank show here. We played the audio of the his son plays for Lake Forest High School, where the team's located. Mm-hmm. And his son's playing in the state semifinal on Saturday. And the opposing team, we have the audio. And the crowd is chanting, fire Nagy, while his son playing and Matt is sitting with his wife and his other kids at the game. So he's sitting there at a jam-packed state high school playoff football game and the other team's student section is leading this really, really loud fire neggy chant. And then last night the Bulls had a rare off night. They played horrible. They got crushed by 30. And in the second half you hear the fire neggy chants at the Bulls game. I think it's becoming almost cartoonish. Like, you want to do it at the Bulls game, the pro arena, whatever. Mm-hmm. You want to do it at the Bear game, whatever. I thought it was out of line to do it to his son at a high school game. I just think that's low class, poor taste. That high school has now issued a statement apologizing, and they spoke to their students about it. Again, 
Matt's a big boy. There's going to be no tag days. He's making millions of dollars a year, and he'll have another year of whatever it is, five, six, seven million to walk away. But I can tell you, he looks like he's aged 200 years. Mm. He looks terrible. Uh, David Kaplan, our guest, is sponsored by Centurion Stone of Iowa. So, Cap, the game itself, Justin Fields isn't going to play. It is going to be Andy Dalton again. Two-part question, because I do want to get your opinion on the game. But the prognosis for Fields, uh, what, what are the doctors saying? What's the team saying as far as how much time he's likely to miss? And then before we move on uh, to cover some of the other Chicago teams, uh, how do you see Thursday's game? I pick the Lions to win. I do. Now, if there's a modicum of pride in that locker room and respect for Matt, maybe the fact that this report leaks out, those guys go out and play really hard for him. But you're not going to have Khalil Mack. I would doubt you'll have Akeem Hicks. I would doubt you'll have Allen Robinson. I would doubt you have Eddie Jackson. So in the end, Dan Campbell has gotten his guys to play hard, albeit their own 9 and one He's gotten that team almost every game. They have been right there to try and win a football game. Does that mean they're going to go out and beat the Bears on Thursday? Not sure, but I certainly would take the the Lions and the four points. That's what the line is this morning. Um, again, if the Bears have any pride and they love their coach and they don't want him gone, then maybe they go out and play their tail off. But again, there was a podcast yesterday, Jordan Schultz hosts, the Allen Robinson podcast, they're, they're tight. They do it together. And he said on a tweet, the Bears have lost the locker room. Matt Nagy, the players want him gone. Well, I would assume he's getting that from the guy he hosts the podcast, mm. Allen Robinson. Justin Fields, how long will he miss? Um, Justin posted on his Instagram that it's just bruised ribs. There's another report this morning that they may have found a fracture on some other testing, and if that's the case, I, I don't know what you gain by running your future right. franchise quarterback out with broken ribs. Why? For what reason? Yeah, you're right. So you can get to four and seven versus three and eight. You don't own your number one pick, so wins and losses for me are irrelevant. If Justin has, if Justin's at ninety percent, he doesn't play. If he's at a hundred percent. He's a football player. That's what they do. You don't wrap him in bubble wrap. But to put him out there with a flak jacket on or a Kevlar vest and he's not healthy, that's just dumb. Cappy, this will be the 19th meeting of the Bears and the Lions on Thanksgiving. The Bears hold the lead, 10-8 in the series. But do you like your team playing on Thanksgiving? I'll be honest, I hate it because I'm, I'm never just at home with nothing else going on. It's Thanksgiving. I'm not a fan of it. Where do you stand the Bears playing on Thanksgiving? Look, I play in Disneyland every day. I get up early, get up at 3.45, I shower, get my coffee, I go downtown, and I have friends go, I could never get up that early. I talk freaking sports for a living. I know how blessed I am. I'm going to be hosting the postgame show with Lance Briggs, Alex Brown, Dave Wanstead, I think Olin's off this week, but maybe Olin as well. And I'm going to talk to probably the largest audience we've had in a while because everybody's home on Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Everybody. And my wife is awesome. She's like, so we'll eat when you get home. Whatever. We normally eat like at three. She likes, you know, whatever. They have appetizers all day and then they eat, (laughs) play games. I said, hon, I got to do the post game. The bear game's at 1130. 
That means game's over 2.30. It means we got an hour and a half to two hours. She said, so we'll eat at 6. I don't care. I know how blessed we are. You talk sports for a living, so it does not bother me that I will be working on Thanksgiving. If I didn't have a game on Thanksgiving, yeah, I'd get up with a Bloody Mary and i <laughs> watch the three games and have my fun. But, yeah, I have no problem with the Bears playing. Kappa, you're a baseball guy. I'll ask you this question. The Hall of Fame ballot came out yesterday. For the final time, Bonds, Clemens, and Sosa will appear on it. Um, look, statistically, they're all Hall of Famers, right? But we know that they've got that asterisk and they've been caught up in the steroid era, an era that we should also put, put out there that we have no idea how many people uh, were, were taking the t- taking the stuff and trying to get an edge. We certainly know it's more than the ones that have been caught. Do Bonds, Clements, or Sosa get a sniff? Do they get close? Or there's just no way that the writers will ever let these guys through the hallowed doors? Um, I don't think any of the three get in this time. Do I think the Veterans Committee someday could put them in? Yes. I don't know if Sammy gets there, but I do think at some point Bonds and Clemens might, might. Uh, if I had a ballot, no, I would not vote for them. My friend Gordon Wittenmeyer has a ballot, and he's not voting for them. And we're going to actually discuss that on our podcast today that we cut later for NBC Sports Chicago the Cubs Talk podcast. So what ends up happening with those guys? I think a couple of them will get in. I just would be surprised if it's now. Over to a little basketball. Uh, Bulls are in first place in the East. Ugly performance the other night as uh, they got killed by the Pacers. But overall, been a fun start to the season. Before that, though, I don't know. We were talking about Illinois. I watched the Illini last night. Seen them a couple of times already. I don't know if you've seen any Illini hoops, though. Boy, that team missing DeSumo in a big-time way. Yeah, I was thought Curbelo would be better than yeah. he's been. They had Kofi Coburn back last night, and I'm standing there in my family room. I actually, my wife videoed it. I did not know this. <laughs> I am standing in my family room. He's got, he's posted up. He's got a guy playing behind him, not in front, not half man around, behind him, and they don't throw the ball inside, and I'm yelling like I'm still at practice. Throw the damn ball on the block! <laughs> And they don't. And then they don't shoot the ball well. They don't make good decisions. I think they have good talent. I think they are you know, have a solid coach. That team has a long way to go. Cap, any baseball news with either the two locals, the White Sox or the Cubs? Anything percolating? So the Cubs are in on Steven Matz, but there's like five teams uh-huh. and he wants to make a decision by Friday. A lot of teams are leery of signing long-term deals because the lockout's coming next week. Right. So some guys are like, hey, I'll take a little less money. I want my guarantee now before I know what the new collective bargaining agreement is going to say. Nobody knows. So could they get them? Maybe. They they certainly have the money in their budget, and they certainly have the need for pitching. We'll find out if he chooses the Cubs, but they are definitely in there. White Sox, what, uh, what is percolating there? What's the conversation that a team, certainly very good, and a big favorite in the AL Central? Yeah, they need a second baseman. They probably need a right fielder. Again, they could say, we're going to play Gavin Sheets out there and Andrew Vaughn. So they could save their money this year there and put it into second base. And I still think they need another starter. Rodon's going to leave. I know Kopech, everyone thinks, is going to walk right in the rotation. He's got great stuff. Mm -hmm. That guy hasn't pitched 180 innings. Are you kidding? 
you better have somebody else if that guy can't answer the bell all the time. So I would put my money into Max Scherzer. I know they were looking at Verlander. Somebody that could front my rotation. So Verlander got $25 million to go back to Houston for one more year. I would go to Scherzer and go, okay, dude, how about we go two years at 80? He's he's a beast. You put him at the top of your rotation. All right, game on. Let's go. Mm. But I don't know if they're going to do that. And, and Cap, last thing for you, stick, sticking with uh, baseball. What what are you hearing about the lockout? Pursuant to when's this thing? When do they hope uh, that it gets resolved? Is there a chance we don't get spring training starting? Pitchers and catchers. We're in the middle of February, uh, and those words aren't uttered. That they aren't reporting at the end of the week. What do you th- What do you think is going to happen with this? So I. I truly believe that there will be a lockout starting next week. It's simply just procedural, and that it will not affect the start of spring training, and it certainly won't affect the season. It's just business, and they've got to get these I's dotted and T's crossed. But that sport is run by a boob, and so anything they do wouldn't surprise me, except doing the right thing. They start World Series games too late. They are reactionary rather than proactive. I just think it's the dumbest management team I've ever watched in a professional sport. So I'll be very surprised if they do the right thing. Happy Thanksgiving, Cap. Thanks for doing this for us. We'll put you back in your normal spot Wednesday at 11.05 next week. Thanks, Cap. You got it. It's my first Valley game. I've got Loyola that night. So, uh, do you? Nice. Uh, yeah, Loyola. They certainly caused some waves throughout the Valley when they announced that uh, they're uh, pulling up stakes. Thank you, Cap. We'll see, uh, we'll talk to you next week on uh, Wednesday. Happy everybody. Yep, you be too. Good. good to talk to you. David Kaplan, Centurion Stone of Iowa. Thank you to them for uh, for doing this for us. Centurion Stone of Iowa. Their office is going to be closed uh, Thursday through uh, the weekend. But the website's wide open, Centurion Stone of Iowa. So if you have a project that requires some stone veneer around the house or inside the house, the fireplace, etc. Check them out. You'll be glad you did. Natural or manufactured stone, over 200 color and pattern combinations. Centurion Stone of Iowa is the website. The showroom, which again will be closed Thursday through the weekend, is at 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. Centurion Stone of Iowa. Uh, Good stuff from Cappy. Mr. Bears fan, your thoughts? It makes sense, the Nagy. Do you buy it? I'm still struggling with it. Pulitzer Prize winner, not a sports guy. It is a source, though. Yes. And for people that usually do source material, it is usually multiple, multiple Mm -hmm. sources. Is this a dentist situation? (laughs) No. (laughs) That's good. I... Just because Inside this organization, jokes, if you're yeah, new yeah. To the program, this I'm is not going to shed any light. On no, it. no, bad, the, bad time. This is an organization that just doesn't do things this way, and that's why I'm struggling yeah. to come around. Because you're right, yeah. The the guy is he absolutely he's dead man walking. Right, it's over. Yeah. Does it make sense to do it there? Does it? I get if it's December and there's it's week sixteen, yeah. it's not. It's early. So the the, the Tabor is the your special teams mm-hmm. coach, yeah, and he took over when Nagy couldn't answer the bell because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So speculation was they uh, turn it over to him again. 
But the, what they did to him watching his son at a high school, that's cross. I get it, students on the yeah. other side, high school kids. Stupid stuff like that. Yeah, that, yeah that's true. I mean, this happened in Soldier Field. I mean, I'm sure his kid was probably sure. in Soldier Field and he was hearing the same thing. Right. But yeah, and you have to feel that bad about dad because he's going to make $5 million for staying home next year. Right. And he's made $5 million this year for leading this team and last year. And um, he'll be fine. But it's just timing wise. We'll see. Maybe I'm in now. Black Friday will have a different meaning in the Nagy household if that comes to fruition. Yeah, absolutely. There'll be two Black Fridays. Mm-hmm. In the Nagy household, there'll be one. And then when the coaches walk the plank, the day after the regular season ends. No, Black Monday's a little bit different Black these Monday, days. Right. Yeah, because so many of these are now happening like Sunday night, you already mm-hmm. know. Where it's usually, what, just five, six years ago, it was just like boom, boom, boom between 8 a.m. and noon. It was just... This guy and this. Oh, and here's a surprise. And oh, that guy surviving. A little bit different this. Yeah, day there's and age. always one of those. I can't believe they're going to go another year. Right. Uh, with with oh, Vic Fangio. Uh, how's that working out? Not well. Uh, we will talk to Vinny Iyer on the Bears and uh, the NFL in, in its entirety when we come back. Uh, Vinny Iyer from the Sporting News covers the NFL. We're Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station 106. Maybe you're thinking about franchising your business or purchasing a franchise. There's an experienced and trustworthy franchise lawyer right in your backyard. Don't waste your time or money searching for a lawyer out of state when Rush Niggett is here and ready to help your business. Hi, I'm Rush. I've specialized in business and franchise law for the past 25 years. I don't just want to be your lawyer. I want your business to succeed as much as you do. Your business needs Rush. Visit his award-winning blog at RushOnBusiness.com. It's good to have Rush on... One for podcasting. The Rookie Sports Cards in Clive gives you the best in the world of cards and signed memorabilia. Get into the collecting game with The Rookie for football, baseball, basketball, and hockey cards. From sets to individuals, signed jerseys and helmets, and their weekly bid board. Stop by The Rookie today, 9992 Swanson Boulevard in Clive to rip a pack of cards and have some fun. It's The Rookie Sports Cards in Clive. Roofing.net. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-MIS-RIGHT-NOW. Back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Let's go to our friend Vinny Iyer. He covers the NFL for the Sporting News. Vinny, a Northwestern grad, a three-time Jeopardy champion. He joins the program. Hello, Vinny Iyer, Trent and Ken. Happy Thanksgiving, Vinny. How are you? Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Thanks for having me again. No, listen, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, Vinny, I watched the Chiefs and the Cowboys this past week, and I was uh, uh, on this Cowboys bandwagon uh, as certainly a team, and I still believe that they can, but I thought that they may be starting to separate themselves amongst uh, some of the pretenders. Uh, But boy, oh boy, my biggest takeaway was the Chiefs, and if their defense continues to play like this, the Chiefs, who had been struggling earlier this year, they looked more of the Super Bowl contender than the Cowboys did this past week. 
Yeah, I mean, I think both those teams are in the end when you look at uh, what they can be when they're full strength. I think the Amari Cooper loss was big for Dallas, as well as not having Tyron Smith in there. And we know uh, when Tyron Smith doesn't play, it really affects their team a lot offensively. Uh, and uh, that definitely helped the Chiefs. They could do some things up front in the pass rush with Chris Jones inside that worked. But I think part of it was also having a little bit of a struggle outside where they had to maybe give some help. But Tyron Smith, Cooper, I mean, that can limit the explosiveness of an offense. And they lost CeeDee Lamb pretty early in the game. So yeah. hard to recover. And also, uh, I don't think Ezekiel Elliott is close to 100% with the knee injury. So you have to keep all that in mind in this one. And the Chiefs are getting healthier at the right time. Clyde Edwards-Alaire had the immediate impact. Uh, Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill look a little bit uh, better with the little things they've had here that they've played through. So, yeah, health and surviving is pretty big here because it's a marathon. Here we know that, especially with 18 weeks, the playoffs getting deeper and longer and only one team getting a bye here. It's really just about surviving and being your best in the end. I think the team that showed it pretty much the best in the landscape of the NFL was the Buccaneers. I mean, they just made sure they were right at the end and could go on a run, and home field doesn't mean as much at this point as uh, much as just having a healthy team and being ready to play. Vinny, we'll get to see the Saints and the Bills on Sunday or Thursday night football this week, Thanksgiving game, and a weird week. Certainly the Saints, uh, another loss for them as they're blown out by the Eagles. Taysom Hill gets a four-year deal worth between 40 and $95 million. Help me out here. This just seems incredibly odd. He's 8-9 passing this year, limited duty. He's been banged up, all kinds of things here. I just... I don't get it. What's the deal with Sean Payton and his infatuation with Taysom Hill? Well, it's very interesting because he's infatuated, but at the same time, I mean, I'm a Northwestern guy, so I'm okay watching Trevor Simeon play. Yeah. But uh, I don't like Trevor Simeon struggling and don't like to see him just getting not any help here. So at the same time, they didn't want him to play Taysom Hill. I think part of it is he had the concussion early. He had a foot injury last week, so maybe those contributed to him not playing Taysom Hill, but I think at this point the Saints have to go there. And If he's somewhat healthy, I might throw that wrinkle at the Bills because I don't think they can win just drop back passing with Simeon against that Bills defense. I don't think it's going to work, especially with Doe Alvin Kamara. So you got to have maybe a wrinkle, got to get creative there, use Mark Ingram, use Taysom Hill, run the ball, do different things there, or at least bring in Hill for some packages. But, yeah, you can't pay a guy if you're not going to use him, and that's my contention is that is he really the quarterback of your future? I know they have this weird contract where if you're this, we pay you this. If you're not this and you're something else and still valuable, you still get this. So I, I don't get it necessarily. He's also an older player. I think yeah. people don't realize this. He's well past 30, and I don't I don't get it at all. And I, I don't know if this one player infatuation is going to hurt the Saints. And I think maybe the biggest thing they're looking at is this is the worst thing to be in the NFL. It's mediocre because you don't get the high draft pick. You don't go in the playoffs, and if you do, you're like the Bears, and you just barely get in and don't do anything. So uh, Sean Payton's going to have a lot more questions to answer. Uh, we don't know if James Winston's going to be at full strength coming back from the knee injury at any point. So, yeah, I would just go to the draft here from the Saints, but I, I think they're just trying to hedge their bets, and I think that's exactly what that contract says with Taysom Hill. The Minnesota Vikings wake up this morning as a playoff team. In fact, there's the sixth seed uh, here this morning. Do they look like a playoff team to you, Vinny? 
Yeah, I think they do. I mean, if you look at some of their early body work, they closed out some teams, starting with the Cardinals in week one. and I'm sorry, Cardinals and Bengals, I don't think they played them in week one, but two close games that they really could have won there on their resume. So I, I look at the and I think they also lost by a touchdown to the Browns at home. So these are some other games that the Vikings could have had there to pad their stats, not just to the point of being a stronger wildcard team, but also being right there with the Packers in the NFC North. So I think the Packers are fortunate the Vikings kind of blew those games. They still have a pretty comfortable lead in the division. Vikings are dangerous. It's going to be a fun game this week. This is a very underrated game on the schedule, Minnesota and San Francisco. That's mm-hmm. going to be a ton of fun. A lot of good offensive players, including uh, the one Iowa guy I really like is George Kittle. And he's <laughs> playing really well. And he, he's my favorite uh, player in the NFL and he went to Iowa. So that says something. I still like the Hawkeyes there, but it's a good matchup there for George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and the other side of Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. So everyone might be looking at some other games, but uh, I'm going to follow the Vikings. Vikings tend to play a lot of exciting games, and the 49ers are looking good as well. So maybe a bit of an elimination game. Really, I'd like to see mm-hmm. the 49ers and Vikings in the playoffs because I think it would make it a lot more interesting. So let's go to Cleveland, where the Browns are in last place in the AFC North. Now, they're not far behind. It's a very tight race there, but Baker Mayfield's getting booed. His wife, Emily, is chirping on Mm. social media. I love this roster. I love this team. Don't love the quarterback. Where are you at right now with Cleveland and the future with the decision looming Mm. what to do with Baker Mayfield? I think what's going on with Baker Mayfield at this point is... He's just trying to play when he's hurt. I mean, every week it seems like uh, it's like a progressive jackpot. There's something else added to his designation in practice. Now, he's not missing practice. He's getting full practice late in the week, but he's got the left shoulder. Then he had a foot. Then he had a knee. There's something always hurting Baker Mayfield. So I got to imagine he's limited by all this. And also, this receiving core is really awful. I mean, Don Freeville's Jones flashed a little bit, but. He had a growing injury, so he had to miss time. Jarvis Landry's in and out in the lineup, uh, sore with that knee every week. So those are two tough guys to trust. Odell, I think it was a smart move to move him because I don't think he's going to do much for the Rams. But I think that's been the biggest disappointment is uh, the Browns need more wide receiver. I think they're going to have to make that a high priority in next year's draft. I mean, they've got to get one of these Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase types here to really change the uh, landscape of their offense. And uh, I know Kevin Stavansky is okay with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, and Hunt should be back to help this week against the Ravens. But we know uh, Baker Mayfield, when he gets hot, like he did the second half of last season through the playoffs, they have a chance to beat anybody. So will we see that Baker Mayfield again? I I think inside the locker room there's some dissension, but he's also playing through these injuries. He's doing his best. They did win last week against the Lions. You would think they would have lost that game with the way things were going. But I think a lot is going to be determined by this Ravens game on Sunday night. And they come out there just like they did against the Ravens, play well last season, work together in the playoffs here, had that surge in November and December. So really uh, a lot is on the line for Baker Mayfield, including the big contract, maybe extension that comes with it, if he can have a, another hot finish to a season. Uh, Vinny, my last thing for you. Let's go to your part of the country, Carolina. The Cam Newton, good story, back where – 
Uh, he had all his success, MVP in 2015. Of course, they brought in Sam Darnold to be the guy that doesn't look as though that's going to work out. Uh, I think Trent and I are both big Matt Rule fans and believe he's going to succeed there. But what kind of, what kind of, uh, I guess, um, boost or, um, shot in the, of energy did Cam Newton bring to this football team? I know it didn't go well on the scoreboard. Uh, and is he a long term, is he the long term, like a next year, uh, is is Cam Newton going to take over this role, and how big of an impact is it going to be on this year's team? Well, I think with Cam, I mean, he's better than what they could have been playing out there. and that, That's the biggest thing. You have to temper your expectation. But the best quarterback I saw in that game in Carolina, and people won't want to hear this, is Taylor Heineke. I, agree. I, mean, I just saw, and he was the guy that uh, maybe they should have given a longer look there in Carolina, but it's also very superior offensive system there with Scott Turner. I think the Panthers also benefit from a very good offensive system there with uh, Joe Brady. So again, a lot of that was the play design of Joe Brady, Christian McCaffrey, just going back to his full strength. I mean, you have to keep in mind that Sam Darnold and his struggles were tied a lot to not having McCaffrey out there. He changes how you can quarterback because he gives you an extra dangerous threat, especially for a guy like Cam who needs to have an underneath receiver and someone who can pull in people attention in the running game to help your own running. So so that's been time. So let's not forget about that. McCaffrey's had a big part of uh, what they've been doing the last two weeks offensively. I said they're doing as well as they can. They got DJ Moore back involved, uh, doing some good play design here with Cam. The biggest question is, are they going to fall into that false sense of security? They think, okay, Cam might be back. Do we go there? Do we not want to move forward at quarterback? And then you end up with another Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Darnold situation where you really have a bridge quarterback and not a guy that you have a long-term future with here in Carolina. So that's the whole reason I wrote that column there about saying this is not the best development because you need to go push forward. You can't be, again, in that Sean Payton land of James Winston and Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon. You can't be in that land in the NFL. There's just too many good quarterbacks. You need to get into the uh, space of uh, Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert and <laughs> Those are the teams that are going to be competing for championships down the line with that level of a quarterback play. So if you don't have that guy, I think you always have to be pushing for that guy in the NFL. Vinny Iyer from the Sporting News. Vinny, good to catch up with you again. I look forward to doing this uh, in the weeks ahead. Thank you, Vinny Iyer. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Yep. Happy Thanksgiving. Vinny Iyer uh, from the Sporting News. Finalists for the College Football Awards are trickling in. Mm-hmm. Kohler has made it for the Mackey. Okay. Uh, Linderbaum has uh, secured his place as far as the Outland. The Doak Walker Award. Brees Hall is one of three. Hey. Okay. Uh, Walker from Michigan State. Uh, the kid from Missouri. I know nothing about him. I can't. Did you watch Missouri this year? Uh, not much. I don't think I saw them once. So uh, we were led to believe, though, earlier in the show today that next tight end for Iowa State will be better. Mm-hmm. Next running back will be better. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Generational guys that are up for national awards. Yep. Mike and Waterloo told us. Yep. It's going to be fine. Yeah. They've already been replaced. Their replacements are better. They're moving on. Hey, I got something college football for you. Okay. Now this comes from offshore, but the first lines that I saw posted for the FCS playoffs this week. Mm. UNI goes out to Eastern Washington. Mm-hmm. Good program. Played for national championship on the red turf. Jimmy B's alma mater. Jimmy B's alma mater. Take a guess of what the point spread is. Well, what was their record? 
Uh, I think they were nine and three. Okay, Trent, I would just be guessing. I the Panthers are getting fourteen. I I thought it would be big. I thought it'd be certainly over a touchdown, three and a half. Again, offshore. Yeah, don't know what the limits are. Low, but, but I was very surprised that it was that low. Now the Missouri Valley Football Conference is great. Yeah. And the stretch that they had to go through mm-hmm. just to get That's to this point. That's some big point. wins to get into the yeah, playoffs. Absolutely. They beat South Dakota State. Yeah. They beat, who else? They've had really good wins this season. I was just surprised. A little tighter than I initially thought. So I'd have to do a little homework on that one. Yeah, I, I had no clue. Uh, but it is an ESPN Plus game. I yes. think they're all ESPN Plus. Yep. At least early uh, in the going. All right, we'll come back. Uh, Trent's play of the day uh, coming up next. It's sponsored by Circus Sports. Circus Sports uh, available here in the state of Iowa. You can download the Circus Sports app in the App Store. Uh, It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.0. Oh, Murph sent you. Do you remember the time that Michael Jordan won the first of his three-peat championships? It's been a while, but the answer is 1993. Do you know when Wolf Roofing started roofing houses? That's right, 1993. Wolf Roofing has been around for a long time. For your next roofing project, put the experience of Wolf Roofing on your side. Find them on the web at wolfroofing.net or give them a call at 515-225-8866. Or online, Wolf is KXNO. This Thanksgiving, be thankful for free bets. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has a turkey day no-brainer that you just can't miss. New customers can bet just $1 on any Thanksgiving NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That is a no-brainer. All DraftKings customers, though, all you returners, like Ken and myself, can also get in on the same game parlay offer that's sweeter than Grandpa's Grandma's pumpkin pie. Grandpa might cook it grandpa ken grandma ruth she was the one that made the great pumpkin pie she was my favorite she was uh absolutely the best miss it miss it every year for thanksgiving games all customers get a risk-free bet up to 25 bucks in their same game parlay even if it doesn't win DraftKings is safe secure and reliable best of all you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code KXNO. Bet just $1 on any Thanksgiving NFL game. Win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. Promo code KXNO this Thanksgiving at DraftKings Sportsbook. They're an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or older. Iowa only, new customers only, and restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call what Iowa lottery global direct mail and marketing is the teammate your small business needs locally owned and located in urbandale global direct mail and marketing can help your small business create the high quality print materials your business needs to succeed whether it's business cards flyers business forms letterhead calendars or a mail piece to attract new customers global direct mail and marketing is ready to go to work for you today save by working with the local small business that will go the extra mile to get you what you need global direct mail and marketing. Call Craig at 515-282-3000 and get your next project started today. Welcome back. Final couple of minutes here on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trends play of the day is coming up. Remember, the college football playoff show goes tonight at 6 o'clock. And you don't, don't watch the games. 
Don't watch the game. You don't have to. That's no. per Gary Barta. The, the well, he head. had it right. Well, that's true. They did have it right. But uh, you don't have to watch the games. No. What was the exact quote? Set aside watching the games. Right. Which is true. <laughs> because there's more than just a one game. Who's better, Ohio State or Oregon? Uh, now Ohio State is. Who's better, Michigan or Michigan State? I believe Michigan is. But That's what he was trying to say. So do we set aside Georgia-Alabama when they collide? Possibly. Right. If, You're sticking up for your athletic director. No, You're I'm not, because I hate gold. Gary Barton. Oh, don't okay. even, don't paint me. Come on, Ken. You know better than that. All right. Don't go that route. All right. How often have I ripped that guy over there in Iowa City over the last decade? Come on. That's not fair. Okay. All right. It, it doesn't matter. You understand what he's saying, though. I didn't. I said, you set aside watching the games. Right. I mean, that was his argument when it came to Michigan. Because on one hand, they put Ohio State behind Oregon, so the game mattered. And then two slots later, 6-7, it didn't matter. And another reason this is an idiotic process that means absolutely nothing until we get through championship week. And that's the only time that it matters because they will twist and change. And it doesn't matter who's up there. It could be Gar- Gary Barta or anybody else. Because every year, guess what? But he's the only one that said you don't have to watch the game. Yeah, but they've all said idiotic things. And well, we that's had true. body clock. We've had all these excuses because it's a stupid process that they come together. And it's mm-hmm. a stupid TV show. Mm-hmm. And you love the hell out of it. I can't wait for it. That aside. So. What were we talking about? Well, we've got to get to your play of the day. But what, oh. what are we going to hear from them tonight? Uh, tonight... Is Cincinnati there? That's the only thing that I think they are. I think they're at four. I think or Ohio State will be two. Ohio State two. So they'll leap Alabama. Yes. Let's say it plays out that way. I want to watch. Now, I think you said this yesterday. I think Oklahoma State is as big of a watch as any school tonight. That's the one that's important. Keep an eye on that. Right. That's one that's going to be, I think, the big one. How far up they jump? Did they mm-hmm. jump Notre Dame? Look at the positioning. Don't get all upset about the number four because it doesn't matter. No, they've got to it'll settle it sort itself out in the next two weeks. Positioning though, that's Oklahoma what Oklahoma State. Very yes. are they ahead of Notre Dame? Dot yes. dot dot. All right, your play of the day is what? Uh, we got a little college basketball uh, happening here in just uh, thirty-five minutes. In fact, is the tip time? Lay the deuce with Akron, the Zips, as they take on Appalachian. Just State. one play, no action. No. You're going to follow the Action Fanatics and take the over in both games? Uh, probably not. Okay. Got a lot of hoops, 59 though. for both of those schools. And no local schools tonight, right? Clones tomorrow. Right. Again, Xavier. Yeah, well, that'll be a big spot. I wonder Absolutely. what uh, Iowa State will get how many? Six. Six. All right. Uh, we're back tomorrow. Murph and Andy at one. The Fanatics at three. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXN.